Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Kanichiha Podcast. I'm Talia. And I'm Jared. And on today's episode, we are going to talk what we are watching this season. We're in winter. We're in winter. Yes. 2024. Winter 2024. Yes. Um, so we have a few... We actually have technically two things that were continuing from last season but yeah. we started one really late yes so yes, yes. um let's go with the first one though undead unlock still continuing still pretty good seems to be getting a little bit more like concentrated like yeah goal wise I, I have conflicting feelings about undead unlock really yes um because it's kind of all over the place Mm-hmm. Like, there's no real, like, solid plot progression. It Things just kind of happen. Right. And then it goes to the next thing, and then that kind of happens. Nothing is really ever explained about things. You get a lot of words thrown at you. Right, yeah. And, like, I don't know. It was, like, things just kind of happen. Mm-hmm. I I feel like, like, I think this is, that might be a bad review of it but like (laughs) i don't know i feel like i like turn my brain off watching this show Mm. like it's they just like say things and i watch the action and then that's it okay i mean i enjoy it right yeah but like is it like show of the season Uh uh-huh i don't know i think that i can agree that for some people it might be like considered complicated Mm -hmm. to watch i really like it Mm -hmm. and i really like the lore of what's all happening and how Mm -hmm. i i really like how crazy it is yeah um and how some things don't make sense uh personally Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i do not know where it's gonna go Uh, no idea no idea um i guess not to spoil but something Crazy just happened, but something crazy happens all the time. And we'll just see where it goes from there, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Um, I really like it. I like the action. I like the characters. I think it's a good show. Mm -hmm. Um, The next one, once again, this show is continuing. We just started it late. It's Freerun, Beyond Journey's End. Mm -hmm. We did not talk about this show at all in the last season because... It was under our radar, and we are very behind on it. We're very behind, yeah. uh, Right now. So we're playing catch-up. We're watching as many random episodes as we can just here and there. But it's really good. It is really good. And you know what? It's probably one of the best shows that have come out in a long time. I can agree with that. Um, It's really well-written. Yeah. Parallels. Fantastic. I mean, like, just the story storyboarding, you can tell. It's Mm -hmm. really good. Um, Essentially, since we haven't talked about it yet, I'll go ahead and just explain. It's um, in a high fantasy setting following an elf mage who went on a hero's journey with her other companions. Um, As an elf, she is really old, really old, and has seen a lot of things and... um, at first, this hero's journey was kind of just a blip, quote-unquote yeah, blip a, in her life. a 10-year trip. It's just a short 10-year trip, you know? 
Um, but as time moves on and the her companions in this journey, who are human, are passing, she ha- comes to term with like, you know, those ten years are actually pretty important, and I I learned a lot of about the world and about myself. Like, like she learned a lot about herself and about the world during those ten years mm-hmm. because of her companions. Um, but as the title suggests, it's beyond journey's end. So, um, we don't get to see any of that hero's journey. It's just her after it. Mm -hmm. And she takes on an apprentice and, um, they're just kind of going around tidying up whatever conflicts arise. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really good. It's really good. It's really good. I typically don't go for high fantasy stuff. So I was surprised with how much I like it. I like to say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go from one high fantasy to another. Delicious in Dungeon. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. Um, Delicious in Dungeon is about um, also high fantasy um, dungeon party uh, going around. Well, okay, I guess we should talk about what the actual... Yeah, like there's, just, just get to the point. Well, there's a goal, yeah. but the goal is, like, put on such a far back burner. Yeah, it that, really is. So, the show opens with our team, our party, um, going at a, at a boss, going at a dragon. It's a red dragon. And one of them gets eaten. And, but just in the nick of time, the rest of the party gets, like, the mage casts a spell to get the rest of the party out of the dungeon so they don't die. Um, they want to go back through the dungeon all the way back to the Red Dragon, which was, like, considered a high-level area, mm-hmm. and get to their friend and defeat the dragon before she's digested. Yeah. So that's like the goal. Yeah, that's the overall goal. That's the overall goal, but what we when we say it's put on a far back burner, it's put all the way in the far back burner. Because what the show is actually about is how when you go through a dungeon, you don't really find a lot of food to eat. So the party has the brilliant idea what if we just cook the things that we fight? Yeah, because they're also poor and can't afford They're also poor food. and can't afford food. So they so meet up. So that's like the plot. Yeah. <laughs> like what's so actually happening. <laughs> the main, I'd say the main character. Right. The, um, the warrior, he's always dreamed of eating monsters. And then they come across this guy who's like a dwarf mm-hmm. who has like experience he has experience cooking monsters like that's his passion yeah so they they go through the dungeon together mm-hmm. so that they he can cook these monsters that they fight and so yes. that they can enjoy it together yes. and then there's two other party members one is indifferent about it the other is grossed hates out by it. it the other hates it um so once again, I'll reiterate, I don't really go for high fantasy stuff. Honestly, I don't think I'm as into this show. This show isn't as good as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be... I don't know. I don't know what it is about it that's just like kind of lackluster to me. It is, yeah. Um, Because, you know, on paper, it's like, okay, they're going through... They're, I mean, they're fighting things that are interesting. Like, the um, one of the 
quote unquote monsters the living armor mm-hmm. like that was a really interesting take on it yeah and i can i can agree that that was a really interesting take on living armor but i kind of didn't care yeah i kind of didn't care like i don't know i don't know yeah. it just it's kind of lackluster to me yeah i mean there really isn't a plot it's just about eating food uh, yeah. which i will say this is basically just another show um but like reverse so there is a show called um, Restaurant from Another World. Right. And what it is is that it is a, like, Japanese chef mm-hmm. and has a, like, restaurant where the doors open mm-hmm. and these high fantasy people eat regular people food in, like, our world. Okay. This is, like, the opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> this is, like, we are not eating regular food. No, we it's are all eating, weird. Yeah, weird food. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the both shows have the same premise. Mm-hmm. There's a very, very loose plot in each episode, and the main focus is the actual food itself being cooked. Right. So, they're, like, with this, with this show, they're, like, kind of making real food just out of yeah. unconventional materials right like the, the so they make like omelets but it's out of like snake eggs yeah the chimera eggs yeah yeah so i think I, it's, interesting, it's interesting but like it's not like yeah it was super hyped up it was, it was very was hyped, super up, hyped up and all i'm saying is freerun is better yeah like if you want to watch something high fantasy freerun's better okay Let's move on to the only thing that is not romance that we're watching, besides (laughs) these two, or these few. Um, Metallic Rogue. Let's talk about Metallic Rogue. It's, I'll start off by saying it's Rouge. I'm so sorry. Rouge. (laughs) Rouge. I've like, it's Rouge, because her name is Rouge. So dumb. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Um, It'd make more sense if she was a rogue, though. Or whatever. Okay, Rouge, whatever. Whatever. Metallic Rouge. Let's talk about Metallic Rouge. Okay. Um, It's okay. Yeah, so I also thought that this show... I mean, it didn't get, like, a lot of hype. It didn't. It got got some hype, especially because it's, like, you know, two girls on the cover, and then there's a robot in the background. It's like, whoa, are we going to get some, like mecca lesbians maybe yeah. and the answer is no the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no you it's more like uh it's more like common writer meets blade runner yeah so okay first of all first episode is not good i'm i'm gonna go yeah. ahead and go straight out and say that the first episode i was like doubt i'm telling you i think that first episode was a pilot episode Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it was actually supposed to be with the with the rest of the show because it's yeah. so standalone and means absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like so the premise of Metallic Rouge is that well okay, sci-fi Blade Runner sh- shit is happening first yeah. of all. We got Slave Race, the Neens, mm. which are androids. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe. Um, we get, we get a lot of sci-fi terms that are thrown around. Um, there are visitors, which are aliens that are Mm -hmm. good that came to earth, but then there are bad aliens that came to earth and I forgot what they're called. Uh, usurpers. Usurpers. Okay. So we got factions and 
Neither of these things have been really relevant. They yet. haven't been really relevant. What's relevant is the Neen so far. Yeah. Um, and then our main char- our two main characters, there's Rouge, which is the secret Neen. They call her a Neen, but she's not really a Neen. So the thing with the Neen, I, and I call them a slave race, is because they all are programmed with the Asimov code, which if you guys are familiar with iRobot and um, Isaac Asimov, it's the three rules that robots can't break and... It's the main one is that they can't harm humans. Yeah. The, I forgot the other two. Sorry. But the main one is that they cannot bring harm to humans. So that means that they can't rebel. Mm-hmm. They they are never going to be violent with humans. So slave race, right? Um, so Rouge is not a neen in that sense because Rouge doesn't follow the Asimov code. Right. Because... There were nine immortals. There are nine immortals. Oh, that's another term that's thrown around. The immortals. <laughs> pretty sure those are those are neens that do not have the Asimov code. That don't have the Asimov code. Yeah. So Rouge is one of those. Also, Rouge, dumb. I'm just gonna say it. Very dumb. Rouge is dumb, kind of ditzy, but mostly dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't know what's really happening around her. It seems. It's almost as if she's written like a seven-year-old. Yeah, it's weird. There's, we're like kind of getting some like baby, like baby steps towards maybe something happening where Rouge met somebody on a train that said, you are free. Because, I mean, Rouge looks like a person. Rouge doesn't look like a neen. Rouge looks like a human. And this person said something along the lines of like, you are free. You're free to do whatever you want. Like, you have free will, because people have free will, right? Yeah. And that made Rue start to question, like, the other main character, whose name is Naomi, who is programmer? Yeah, who I don't knows know. She is. I don't know what's Naomi's deal, but Naomi is, like, her handler, essentially. Yeah. Who gives Rouge missions, and Rouge becomes, like, this robot person, right? The metallic Rouge. The red, red gladiator? Something what, like is that, Is what they yeah. call it. Um, and light fights people. I don't know, but yeah. we're getting some like baby conflict of Rouge finally said to Naomi, like, I'm free. The woman on the train said I'm free. And Naomi said, you are not free. Um, you are not free. You are a robot and I control you. And Rouge is like, I don't like that. And then walked away. Yeah. And then she started doing the plot. And then she like, started doing plot. the plot. Yeah, doing the um, plot on her own, which I, I don't know, man. This doesn't. Know. I don't know how many episodes there's going to be. Probably twelve. Probably. Um, but you know what I wish this was? Mm-hmm. I wish that this was like a ten episode show that like every episode was just a fight. Yeah. I honestly think that if they just gave up on this plot that they're trying to put together right um because the fight scenes are really cool they're really cool yeah. the fight scenes are awesome and the the robot and the robotification so remember how i said i thought it was a, a mech it's mm. not it's just like a person-sized robot yeah she like goes armor. into it's a, armor. yeah she goes into this like beast mode yeah like and all the immortals do they yeah. they've already showcase like yeah. some of the other immortals and they look cool they They're look cool really designs. cool they look really cool but like i wish that they were just shown those mm-hmm. and because uh, i think this is an original um original story so it's not like mm-hmm. there's a let me check really quick um yeah it's no, original it's a, story it's so it no it's not yeah it is 
Oh, mine says original. Oh. Mine says manga. Oh, well. Um, so, but basically, like... It's, it, it's weird right yeah. now. It's weird. I mean, maybe we'll keep watching it. We've already gotten three episodes in. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. Everything else is romance. So we're going to start... I've already decided. We're going to start at the most normal... Ah, it's a webtoon. Webtoon. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with the most normal romance, and then we're just going to get really wild as we mm-hmm. keep going. I'm telling you guys. We're going to get really wild. Okay. The most normal one. Signs of Affection. Yes. Very good. It is very good. Signs of Affection premise, main girl, or main girl, Yuki, is deaf. And they're in college. That's awesome. Important. Like, deaf, deaf. Yes, like, deaf. cannot speak deaf. No, cannot speak, only signs, slash writes notes and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in college, Yuki's 19, and a romance plot, right? Bumps into a... Pretty boy. Pretty boy. Oh my goodness, <laughs> this boy is so pretty. Dumps, uh, jumps into a pretty... Blah, 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 runs into a pretty boy, Itsumi, and they're just kind of hitting it off. Kind of hitting it off. Now, uh, Itsumi is like this world traveler um backpacker extraordinaire Mm -hmm. who can speak like five languages and is always not in japan yeah (laughs) um and he works at this bar they also go to the same college and they go to the same college yes um yuki's best friend is in a club with him Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how then Yuki's best friend is like, oh, I know where he works. Let's go swing by and be yeah. like, hey, wow, crazy seeing you here. Um, but he is, I mean, the minute I saw him, I said, I have never seen a man more written by a woman. Mm-hmm. This man is written by a woman. He is... So suave. You know what though? <laughs> he does some he does some real creep stuff. He though. does do some real he creep does stuff. Some he real does some real creep, creep stuff, stuff, but it's like he's pretty, so it's okay. He's pretty and like <laughs> she's into it, so it's yeah. fine. Um He does this thing where he keeps touching her face. He keeps like patting her on the head. Well, That's I'm talking thing. about whenever he goes oh, like, whenever, like that. Oh yeah, like, whenever he well he's he, trying to get um her to like look at him yeah. so that they can communicate cuz obviously like they can only communicate whenever she's looking at him. Yeah, like, so he like like lifts her chin or like just her whole face. Yeah. Um he's really in, into the personal space. That's mm-hmm. like something that she brings up too like kind of odd, but um he wants to learn sign language, so she wants to teach him, and mm-hmm. she, they have a crush. She definitely has a crush. Oh, yeah, definitely. She's in love. Um, but he seems to have a crush on her as well. Oh, yeah, basically what he's saying. Like, they want to, like, he's like, I want to get to know you. I really he specifically says, I want to be a part of your world. I want to be a part of your world. Yeah. What, a, what did I say? It's written by a woman. It's written <laughs> by a woman. Um, so... Very good, very pretty, good romance. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to get a little wilder. Hokkaido gals are super adorable. I think we've said this before, but I am a big fan of Gyaru's. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I love a Gyaru character mm -hmm. and will watch a show, at least start a show, just because one of the main characters is Gyaru. Yes. So this is now high school romance. Mm -hmm. um, plot is boy. Main from Tokyo? Main character boy from Tokyo. Um, Subasa Moves to Hokkaido, which is... Um, in northern Japan. Yeah. It's the... Okay, it's cold. I think it's There's the snow. northernmost part, but it's like the the snow part of Japan. It's like always snowing all the time. It's also in winter, so... And it's also... Well, right now it's in winter, yeah. Yeah. So, Subasa moves to Hokkaido to live with his dad. Dad slash grandma. Dad slash grandma. And he has, like, never left Tokyo. So, he's cold. That's... Yeah. That's the plot, is that he's cold. But then he runs into Fuyuki. I don't remember. I think they call her Minami. Minami. Okay. Then then he runs into Minami, who is this Gyaru, you know, uh, cold can't keep a bitch down. Yeah. Kind of girl who's wearing her short skirt and her big oversized pink sweater and her blue long nails are out and her blonde hair is flowing mm -hmm. and. All that stuff, right? Peak character design. Peak Gyaru. Like, mm -hmm. and they run into each other at a bus stop because Subas is an idiot and got out of, like, yeah, taxi cab oh way gosh. too early. Yeah. And Minami is like, we can get on the bus together and we we go to school together. And she's just like, she's a Gyaru. She's a preppy, you know, energetic girl. But her thing is that she's lived in Hokkaido her whole life. So when she hears that a boy from Tokyo is going to be in her class, she's like, oh my gosh, a city boy? Yeah. I want to see the city. Like, what do you do for fun in Tokyo? Like, she's super And then he's it. like, I'm a loser and do I'm a, nothing. I'm a, actually a loser in Tokyo. But it's super cool that you think I'm cool. So she's like into him, mostly because he's from Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And Yeah. She, they make a lot of like kind of jokes about how like well you know Hokkaido is I don't want to say rural but more rural. It is rural. It's yeah. rural, and she'd be like, oh yeah, it's so cold. We don't really like when we hang out with friends. We just hang out at home. Yeah. Because there's nowhere to go. So like she wants to hang out, but it's like at her house. Yeah, and that's it's awkward. too cold to go outside. It's too cold to go yeah. anywhere. Um, just a bunch of like little things like that. Um, randomly, I guess this is kind of a spoiler, so Tsubasa's rich. Yeah, he's rich. He's rich, and that's why he was also kind of a loser, though. Like, he mm -hmm. wasn't, like, a rich, popular okay, boy. Okay, so... He the... was a rich, I-didn't-do-anything boy. Well, it's kind of alluded, or it's kind of, um... Oh, you yeah, want to talk about our theory? Well, our theory, and it's... I feel like it kind of says this. Okay. Is that, um, his grandma's like a bitch, and doesn't let him do anything. Oh, that's not my theory. Oh, well, my is theory it? is that he's a Yakuza son. Oh, that. That's oh, my yeah. <laughs> that's my out there theory is that mm -hmm. he's the son of a Yakuza, mm -hmm. of a Yakuza person, because they also live in like an old ass house. They like live a, in an old mansion. In an old like, mansion, they live in yeah. an old mansion. Like the grandma is traditional. Yeah. So, I think he might be the heir to something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to something like that yeah that's what i think but yeah so pretty but i'm pretty sure that because one of the ep or like the second episode mm -hmm. she like 
is walking home with him mm-hmm. to see his grandma and he's like no we can't meet and then because my grandma's weird about us having close relationships with people yeah well because he's rich yeah by the way because i know that i mean sabas doesn't see it this way but because the grandma doesn't want a girl to just try and get with him yeah for his money that he's probably the heir to <laughs> i'm just saying like yeah. okay so that was one episode though we have not talked about how rich he is since then yeah so w- w- we'll see mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll see okay we're getting a little even a little bit crazier now mm-hmm. oh yes yes yes. cherry magic mm-hmm. we're gonna go cherry magic 30 years of virginity this is a long title mm-hmm. can make you a wizard now that title is Slightly misleading. It's slightly misleading. We can just call it cherry magic. Yeah. Um, so we have our main guy, Adachi. He is 30. He turned 30. And he has been a virgin for all 30 years. And there's like this myth, legend. Yeah, there's a myth. There's a myth or yeah. a legend, I guess, in Japan where... It's in America, too. Is it in America? Yeah, it is in America. I remember hearing about it when I was a kid. I never heard of this myth legend before. Well, it's mostly used towards guys. I guess it makes sense. But it's that if you stay a virgin until you're 30, you get a superpower. Yeah, you you become a wizard. You become a wizard. I feel like wizard is a poor term because it's just one superpower. Yeah. Anyway, so Adachi has been a virgin for 30 years. He gets his uh, superpower and it's to read people's minds when he touches them. Mm Mm-hmm. So, first of all, he hates it. Yeah. Because then he, for well, of course, he brings up, he's like, riding the train is so awful now. Mm-hmm. And um, usually he does, he hears things that he wishes he didn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one of the early examples was whenever a store clerk handed him something and she just said, ew, he touched me. <laughs> and, I was, and he was like, yeah, because he's also kind of a loser. He's like, a loser. Looking. He's yeah. a loser. Um, he works a office corporate job. Mm-hmm. So this leads us, though, to the, the fateful encounter mm-hmm. of Kurosawa. Now, Kurosawa is the, the like, hot shot at work. He's the one who closes all the deals, mm-hmm. and he's pretty, and all the girls want him. Blah, blah, blah. So... Adachi um, and Kurosawa are in the elevator one day together, and Adachi accidentally bumps into him. And guess what he learns? That Kurosawa has a big, fat, gay crush on him. Mm-hmm. Like a really big, fat, gay yeah, crush on him. it's really big. It's really big. Um, so now, Adachi who has never had any action at all, is like... Does, well, he's conflicted. He's, he's, he's very conflicted. conflicted. It's, it's worth saying that he's very conflicted because, um, first of all, he doesn't know if he's gay, like yeah. himself. He's like, I've never considered men. But then, you know, he's like, the hottest guy in the office wants to bang me? Yeah, and it's kind like, of, what's it's up really with that? it's really funny because like he starts off like he starts off like oh yeah you know Kurosawa is like 
you know, Kurosawa wants wants to fuck me. Yes. You know? But then he progressively gets to, like, well, he is kind of cute. He's kind of cute, though. He is, like, <laughs> he is the kinda, handsomest, nicest, ha- yeah, the nicest like, man at the office. He's like, dang, he is really nice, and he would probably treat me really well. He probably treat me really well. Then he's like... But then, like, some... There's a lot of, like, you know, romantic tension, obviously. Yeah. Because even though Adachi can read Kurosawa's mind, or whenever they touch, you know, mm-hmm. um, neither one of them have established that they are gay to each other out loud. Yes. They've kind of... They uh, almost point, kind of did. Not really. They almost kind of did. He, he, Adachi, Adachi did a little take back. Yeah. Right? But in reading his mind, we learn that Kurosawa is like i don't even know if he likes men mm-hmm. you know i don't i don't want to make things weird you know we've talked about this a little bit with like um with i'm in love with a villainous of like how queer people often mm-hmm. can't express their feelings because they don't want to ruin something they already have yeah so there's a lot of that happening like with kurosawa where he's like i don't want to like be too flirty because then what if he's like you gay yeah but also i really want him like, I really want him to like me, and mm-hmm. I really want to, like, kiss him and stuff. And then Adachi is, like, kind of floating in this middle ground of, like, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Although we did recently learn that this is Kurosawa's first gay crush. It is, yes. Which I thought was an interesting point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, obviously, both these men are in their 30s. These, these are adults. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kurosawa... What happened one night is Kurosawa got really drunk. Adachi took care of him. And it, there was like a click. Like a mm-hmm. a zing moment where Kurosawa was like, this guy's kind of cute. <laughs> you know? This guy's mm-hmm. kind of cute. You know, so I really want to see where it goes. Yeah, I see me too. Goes so I actually like this more than I thought I would. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like this a lot more than I thought I would. Um, mm-hmm. And I do want to bring up one thing. And that is, how lucky are we this season that we have adult romances? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for giving us men in their 30s trying to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, college students. I mean, college students as well. Yeah. yeah. We have adult romances. We have that's, adult romances. That's really it's rare really to see. Nice. Yeah. Like, it's really it's nice. nice. It's really nice. Yeah. I'm rooting for him. Okay. The worst one. The one where we... We're getting... It's a little embarrassing to talk about. It's really embarrassing to talk about because it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to talk about. So I would like to preface preface this by saying whenever we say this is the weirdest one, this one is like 18 plus sensitive content. Sexually explicit. Basically porn. Basically porn. Okay. I'm going to just preface it right now that if you're not into that, you know, that's fine. We didn't think we would really be into it either. And here we are. Four episodes in. Four episodes in. (laughs) Having a good time. So, this show is called Gushing Over Magical Girls. Now, when I read this, when you read it, it seems fine. But then you see the tags, and the top tag is etchy. We know etchy is a genre of um, sexually explicit... uh, Content. Content. Not quite pornographic it's yeah. not it's not hentai yeah it's not hentai S- sex doesn't actually happen but 
explicit things. Yeah, it gets really close. It gets really close. It gets really close. Um, But, you know, we read the... (laughs) We read the description. Essentially, a girl, Utna, high school girl, uh, lives in a town where magical girls are like the heroes. It's kind of like... There's just three magical girls, and they go around, they fight evil. Mm -hmm. They're popular in the town. Everyone's like, yay, uh, Trace Magica, like... Thank you so much for saving our town. And she's obsessed with them. She's like, I wish I was a magical girl. They're so cool and they're so pretty and like, whatever. Then she is met with the cute sidekick that makes girls magical. Mm -hmm. And the little creature goes, hey, you've been chosen. Like, to become a magical girl. And she's like, oh my goodness, no way. And then he creature transforms her and it's something and it's an outfit that's very raunchy Mm -hmm. and dark and she has horns and everything like that and she says this isn't very cute it's not really what i was expecting and the creature's like well yeah you're evil you've been chosen to be an evil magical girl actually yeah a a villain you've actually been chosen to be a villain Mm -hmm. like their main villain yeah, and it's really funny because the entire time, even like four episodes in, she's mm-hmm. like, I don't really want to do this. She's like super quiet, yeah, nervous, she, socially awkward. She's like, I don't really want to fight. Yes, and I mean, if you think about it, she's not fighting. She's not really fighting them. <laughs> she's so, more like punishing them. <laughs> so she becomes their villain and um, the... The magical girls, of course, are just like, oh, you're the villain. Time to fight. And the little creature thing teaches her how to use her powers, which is a riding crop. And when she hits something with it, it turns into a monster. That's her power. Mm -hmm. Um, They're usually really weird BDSM sexual monsters. Yeah. Um, And this is where we learn her dark side, which is that she really enjoys being a dominatrix. She's a sadist. She's a sadist and she really enjoys being a dominatrix. Yeah, so, specifically to these magical to girls. To these magical girls. She's like insane. Um, and the, so the, when we say that they're fighting, it's more like she. You know, I will say um, <laughs> episode like three, four, they're actually fighting. There yeah. are actually fights. Yes, but then eventually they submit to her and she does various a lot of touchy-feely a lot of touchy-feely things um and then she just leaves which they they do they're they're kind of in the middle the magical girls are in the middle of talking like she doesn't seem to really want to defeat defeat us us. she doesn't want to defeat us she just wants to play with us and the way that because it almost so each of the magical girls have at some point um, confronted the villainess by themselves, mm-hmm. right? And they've done it without telling the other magical girls that they were going to do it. Mm-hmm. I have a I have a suspicion. I've shared it with you, and it's that they like it. Well, one of them does. One of them like explicitly does the blue haired one. No, she doesn't explicitly like it. 
Not explicitly. Okay. She just happens to get tangled okay, up. Okay, fair, fair enough, yeah. No, I think all of them, and they don't, they don't want to admit it to each other, like it. Mm-hmm. They like it. Whatever. So we still have like they. So the villainess, like she has a squad. By the way, yeah. she's gonna get a squad. She has one one member. She has one member right now who has a big fat crush on her. Yeah. Um, and we're just gonna see where it goes. But it's it's a lot. Yes, it is a lot. It is not for the faint of heart. Mm-mm. It is not for the faint of heart. There's some pretty explicit shots in there. Oh yes. So we are watching that. Yes. Um, I have some shows that I'm watching. Mm-hmm. I'll probably drop one of them. Um, but it's worth mentioning because I watched the first episode of it. Mm-hmm. What I thought was going to be... What I initially thought was going to be the same show of what we just explained is not, but actually the exact opposite. Tis time for torture, princess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not actually like that at all. So basically, it's this princess that has been captured... Um, warrior princess at that so she's like strong and yeah. things like that she has a sword yeah and they use very mundane things to quote unquote torture her so like the whole first episode is just about using food so like she's very food driven and so they like torture her by having her smell this food and she be can't like, have it yeah and she's like you can't have it mm-hmm. unless you give us your secrets and then and it works. Yeah, and then and it, it works, works every time. <laughs> I know in the second episode, I think it's in the second episode, they like play Smash Bros or something. Like, it's really goofy. It's really silly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to keep watching it, but. Um, and then the show that I am actually really excited for, um, I watched the first, I saw a couple things about it, so I checked it out. It's Brave Bang Bravern, um, which is a. It's a mecha. It's a mecha show. Um, But it is uh, super robot instead of real robot. Well, it's kind of in between. So there are, like, real robot aspects to it. So, like, they have these mechs and they're all, like, oh, it's a robot that we get and we shoot some guns. Um, But, so, then at the end of the first episode, these aliens arrive. and, uh, And then the super robot like comes to get someone to pilot it and they take out all the aliens, but it's very like tongue in cheek in that, like in the first episode, he's like the robot. So the super robot can talk. Bravern Mm -hmm. is the name of the robot. He can talk. Um, and he's talking to the pilot who in the first episode, the pilot is actually like, so he's like the top of the class. right? Right. But, only in simulations. Okay. So they get into actual combat with these aliens, mm-hmm. and he is scared shitless. Okay. Um, but he, he becomes the pilot, and um, and so the robot, super robot, is like, like, say the finishing move with me, like, as we do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, says it. And then, like, at one point they're flying around, and he's, and the pilot's like, why is there music playing? <laughs> and so it's really tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And also, a spoiler that I got that really made me want to watch this show is that, so there's two characters introduced at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, an American and a Japanese guy. The Japanese yeah. guy is the pilot. Right. I think both of them end up piloting it at mm-hmm. some point. 
they're in, they have crush for each other. Okay. And the robot has a crush for both of them. So that's the love triangle. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So the sentient robot likes likes the pilots. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. That's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, and then lastly, we're just gonna mention it once yeah. again. Zom one hundred. We have one more episode to watch. It's just like a really we just keep forgetting to watch random it. thing that we just keep putting off. We only have one more episode to watch, and um, yeah, that's all. We haven't <laughs> we haven't finished it yet, but we will. Mm-hmm. And that think about does it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Oh, we are on Twitch now. Yes, we are. So on Twitch now. if you are into video games or just want to like you know chat with us live we are on twitch at konichiha Mm -hmm. um yeah but thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode um talia and jared thank you guys so much yeehaw yeehaw